Welcome to the Paragon Dental Transitions Podcast. In this podcast, we will be discussing relevant issues in both dentistry and dental transitions. This podcast is geared for all dentists, including practice owners, associates, and dental students. In each episode, we will feature guest experts from around the country to help provide you the most current information and answer your most pressing questions. So, you're in a situation where you'd like to know what your practice is worth. Perhaps you'd like to buy a practice or sell your practice. Who do you call, a consultant or a broker? Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm your host, Amanda, and helping me with this podcast edition is my very good friend and Paragon's Director of Continuing Education, Recruitment, and Advanced Training, Dr. Burge Feregian. We're going to help you understand why you would choose one over the other. The question is, which one? Hi, Burge, and thank you for talking with me today. Glad to be with you, Amanda. Well, let's dive right in. What are the points that should be considered when selecting a transition professional? Well, let me start by saying that a a dental practice is an exceptionally unique business. Yes, most every practice is in the business of dental care, but each practice reflects the personality, the philosophy, and and the methodology of, of the practice owner. So this makes each one of these practices very unique. So we have to match the right parties from the clinical perspective, the financial perspective, and the compatibility perspective. And this requires an extraordinary understanding and sensitivity to the needs of each client. Well, then what is the actual difference between a broker and a consultant? Well, brokers transfer equity from a seller to a buyer. As consultants, that also happens to be our goal, but we don't handle it in the same manner. In in, in total contrast to how a Paragon consultant handles practice transitions, practice brokers many times just simply list a practice. And often they may not even do a complete in-depth type of an analysis of the practice at all. And then they advertise the practice listing. And then, of course, try to locate someone who's capable and willing to buy the practice. In, in these situations, money becomes the only driving force of the deal. If a buyer displays an ability to, to be able to obtain financing, or has access to some deep pockets where they have existing funds, then that ends up being the right buyer for the deal, regardless of the practice details. So completing practice sales, not necessarily the suitability of the match, are a broker's primary concern. In addition, practice brokers also only represent the interest of the seller, not the purchaser. So we you know, would I think that both would need and want to be re- represented. You would think that. Uh, you would think that, but that's not the model of brokers. Uh, their aim is to get the most they can uh, for, for, for their client who happens to be the seller. And then some practice brokers don't even provide the purchaser a practice pro forma, you know, the full report of the practice, the numbers, the, uh, the number of new patients, the production, the collections, all those things. So that they might just hand over a bunch of non-sorted computer reports and tax returns. And now it's up to the purchaser 
to sort through all this paperwork and make a decision. The, the reality is these purchasers may have just graduated a year or two ago, and they have really no knowledge of business, let alone the dental business. Uh, all they were doing is concentrating on, on, on graduating from dental school. So that becomes a, a problem for the, for the buyer. And at the same time, there might also be other potential purchasers who are doing the same thing, and it sort of becomes a race to the finish line. You know, who, whoever uh, comes up with the money first is the one who's going to buy the practice. And there are some cases, too, where other brokers don't even do anything at all. They merely tell the purchaser that the first purchaser to hire an attorney and come back with a comprehensive purchase, and the sale agreement gets the purchase this practice. I mean, that's, wow, what a statement that is, that here, here's the thing, you go figure it out all on your own, and, and then come back and come back with an offer for me. So even some of them provide a list of possible attorneys that the seller will accept to represent the purchaser. That's amazing. In other words, yeah, we want you to get your attorney, but here's a list of the ones that I think you should pick from because the seller will, will uh, agree to, to work with these attorneys as, as your representative. And finally, when dealing with a practice broker, the purchaser is forced to rely on his or her own limited business knowledge to sort through the multitude of pitfalls involved in purchasing the practice. And I, I can assure you these pitfalls are indeed numerous. Okay, well I understand now the broker methodology. How about a consultant? Well, Paragon consults with both clients to determine their particular needs and goals. You know, we, we have to know what is the desire of the seller, what are the needs of the seller, and the, the same with, with the buyer. So that, that's how we start our consulting process. And we have to appraise the true fair market value of the opportunity, not necessarily what the seller wants or sometimes what the buyer wants, because we know how to value practices. We know what the marketplace is. We know how the lenders are going to be lending. So we've got to find the true fair market value. And we also like to structure the opportunity with the specific goals and objectives in mind of each party that, we're, that we just finished consulting with and understanding about. We try to match the parties based on their suitability and compatibility. For example, when, when we consult with a seller, we're also in, in a way assessing their personality. Uh, and the same thing is going to happen with the buyer. Not that we're ever, ever going to find somebody that's a perfect, perfect match from the personality perspective, but why not try to get them as close as possible? Because the, the patients that were, were actually attracted to that seller practitioner might have an easier chance also being attracted to the, to the buyer who will take over. We also prepare bilateral and equitable contracts for review by each party's attorney. And we totally orchestrate the entire process from start to finish in a completely and totally non-adversarial environment. And, and that makes things, in a way, what a consultant does. Well, is there anything that's the same between consultants and brokers? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, basically, it's the goal. But it's really a matter how you want to arrive at that goal. So to answer that question, let's first discuss 
what the NGO of either broker or consultant is. It's to transfer the equity from the seller to the buyer. In the dental practice, the equity is inherently produced by the patients of the practice. You know, previously I explained how brokers accomplish the transfer. Now permit me right. to explain how Paragon accomplishes that goal. Paragon will only handle a practice transition by equally representing both the seller and the purchaser. We call this dual representation. You know, dual representation means you have both in mind, that you want to do the right thing for both fairly and equitably. You, you can't give one person a little extra advantage because then you haven't done the right thing for the other client. So our consultants have been doing this for since 1988. And this dual representation approach allows us to complete practice transition at extremely high success rates. More than 99% of our transactions close as planned. So Paragon consultants have closed thousands of transactions utilizing this dual representation philosophy. So by understanding the needs of each client and therefore matching them properly, we invariably will produce that win-win transition that everybody wants. You know, you had mentioned before that Paragon creates a non-adversarial transition process. How is that beneficial to the clients? Look, negotiations means that someone has to win and someone has to lose. So right there, during negotiations, there's usually adversarial situations that might be created. So we always are trying to keep things amicable. But it's not uncommon that in negotiations, it may not just be a win-lose. It might actually be a lose-lose. Because what, what would happen is if you don't come to an agreement, then you already have advisors that you paid for, whether it's attorneys or accountants. And so you're out of pocket for those fees that will never be returned to you. And also, too, you've lost some time very, very valuable time. And the, the, the time that's lost can affect both the seller and the buyer. And at times, that confidentiality may be breached. So dual representation has earned us that reputation of professionalism, integrity, and total fairness with all practice transitions. This is no different, really, than how an ethical practitioner approaches the care of his or her own patients. Because of this, Paragon results are a win-win for both parties. So then, is it fair to say that a consultant is more like an advisor? Very fair. It is a very fair statement to make. We're, we're really similar to a dental practitioner. You know, we spend a lot of time understanding the needs of each client before we start making recommendations. Like a dental practitioner, you know, we don't really treat before we diagnose. I mean, it, that, that would be malpractice on a practitioner's part to have the patient sit in the chair and, and say, uh, let me see, okay, it looks like this is the situation. Let me take a stab at this one and, and I'll, I'll treat this tooth this way. And then you come back next week and see, and then they, they come back next week. No, that wasn't the problem. Of course, that's not what we do. We have to do the clinical examination the radiographic exp examination, and, and oftentimes we've got to take some diagnostic models and, and then present the options to the, to the patient. 
and again, it's no really different. It's not really different with, with practice transitions in our consulting process. We do a very in-depth analysis and eventually turn around and give the clients the, the possible choices that they have to choose from. So how do you diagnose as a consultant? Our, our fact-finding process really allows us to understand the practice that's to be sold. And it's not only from the financial perspective. You know, we want to know what procedures are being done in the practice. Uh, what is the new patient flow? How is hygiene production helping the bottom line? We also do a fee comparison and, and see where the fees of that practice stand with, with the local practices. We look at the accounts receivables. We look at a plethora of things and so that we understand the entire picture of that practice. And at the end, because not only are we producing a very comprehensive analysis and report for the seller, but we're also actually producing that report for the buyer. Because after all, the buyer needs to know everything about the practice. And typically buyers really don't know what to look for. They don't know what questions to ask. So that's why we prepare this report and say, these are the important points. At one point or another, we're gonna need to have that information. So why not do it right from the beginning and have that uh, information available to both clients? So at the end of the day, we end up advising and consulting with our clients, not brokering. So what kind of advice do you give? Again, I come back to my dental analogy. Once we have gathered the information, then we can make recommendations on how to proceed. We give the possible option, options to the seller. Can they stay on and work part-time as, as the associate of the buyer? Can they walk away if that's what they want to do? And do they have the capacity to take on a partner? Is there, because many times we have sellers who say, you know, I, I want to bring in somebody as a, as a partner so that, uh, you know, they can help me with the practice. That's fine. But we, if there's not enough patients, then we can't do that. And the, these are the things that we advise a seller uh, on. And as for the buyer, is this the type of opportunity that, that you're looking for? Is this a good fit for you? Do you have the growth potential, for example, by, by providing procedures uh, that the seller was referring out? This would really uh, allow for growth in the production uh, by bringing in new services. And perhaps, let's say, if there was a practice where the seller wanted to stay on, uh, but if we brought a buyer that was just able to uh, duplicate the procedures that the buyer, the seller was doing, uh, then they must, may not stay on. But if there's additional uh, procedures that the buyer can bring on, maybe they can stay on a week, uh, a day, a week, and, and so on. So th that's where we do our very in-depth analysis. Well, have you ever suggested a client wait a bit longer before selling? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I used to be one of those clients. Uh, when, when I was ready to transition my practice, Actually, Paragon, I engaged Paragon, and they did the analysis for me. And uh, after having done the analysis, uh, actually, a consultant looked at me and said, you know, just, just talking with you right now, I don't think you're emotionally ready to do this. I suggest you wait a few years. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's amazing, and, and again, that sets us apart from a broker. Uh, I guess that's another point I, I, I just thought about uh, mm-hmm. because he was doing what was right for me, and it, when I was consulting as well, it was no different. Uh, if there was a situation where I thought the the seller would benefit more by staying on a few more years for whatever reason, I would be the one uh, to advise them of that, and it was no different with with a buyer. You know, uh, I would tell the buyer, I, listen, I've spoken with you already. I've discussed what your needs and wants are. And this particular practice you're just calling me about because I just listed it. Uh, I don't think it's the right situation for you because that's not what you're looking for. Okay, so it's not always uh, about the numbers. Sometimes the personality and those sorts of things that you mentioned in the beginning uh, become part of those decisions as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So what would you like our listeners to take away from this conversation? As, you know, as the saying goes, there's more than one way to skin a cat. But each, yeah, person, yeah, each person has to first evaluate what their goal is in a transition. If it's transferring the baby that has been created to the new caretaker who will honor and per- perpetuate the legacy of that seller, then they will have a 99% chance to achieve that goal if they use one of the many consultants with Paragon. And that's just the truth. And I feel that in my heart. Well, thank you, Burge. And thank you all for listening. If you'd like to speak with one of our consultants, please call our toll-free number, 866-898-1867 to be connected or visit our website, paragon.us.com to find your local consultant contact information or get social like us on Facebook post comments or ask questions be well everyone